Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Who wants to help somebody today? Who wants some help from God? You know, here the goal, our goal here is to grow strong in our relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the only mediator between God and man. The only name given unto men whereby we must be saved. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. Jesus is the way, the only way, the only truth, the only life. No one comes to the Father except by him. The only mediator between God and man is the man Jesus Christ. He is the narrow gate, our kinsman redeemer, the rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star. Amen. Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us. He is with us. He is right here in this room. He is in you. And you are in him. Do you get that? I mean, that is, wow. That's amazing. They used to not be able to go into his presence without being zapped. Even the one priest a year that got to go into the Holy of Holies had to have a rope tied around his leg in case there was any sin in his life and they'd drag him out dead. They sure wouldn't go in after him. Now we can run boldly to the throne of grace as God's children that we may obtain mercy and find favor in the time of need. My God, that's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to grow so strong in our relationship with the Lord that we know that we know that we know the power of His Holy Spirit, that same power that raised Him from the dead is living inside of us and gives life to these mortal bodies. That's what the Word says. If you're in Christ, you died with Him on that cross and now the Holy Spirit has raised you up. You are supercharged and supernatural. Amen. Quit agreeing with the world. Quit watching all the nonsense. You know, some of these medications are making us sicker than, uh, than the devil. But we want to walk in victory because it's already been paid for. Some of these silly kids, I tell you, I love them. But I don't know, how old are they now before they get grown? 35? Something like that? I'm serious. But I mean, I think it's it's like if if, if you put a million dollars in your your kid's checking account and sent him off to school and told him, you know, just pay for everything you need, whatever you don't suffer. And you found him a year later up there huddled in the corner of his dorm room just thinking they're going to come kick him out at any time and starve to death only been living off the scraps what his other friends would give him and stuff like that and he's like well I don't, you know what are you doing son you had everything you needed well I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to write the check you know well we got to write some checks God has put everything into our account all things pertaining to life this life and godliness have been given to us Amen. but they're in the spiritual realm aren't they that doesn't mean in heaven that's the fallacy. That means that we are three-part beings, just like our Father, spirit, soul, and body. And when we were born again, our spirit was renewed. That old nature is gone. We don't have a dual nature. That corrupted sin nature is gone, and now we have the nature of God. And it's sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Incorruptible, untouchable, forever. One-third of my salvation is over. Now, we're learning some things. John 10, 10, Jesus said, they were, here they were accusing him again of, of all the wrong things, of the things the devil was doing. Everybody say this with me. Good God, Good God. Bad, devil. bad devil. That's it. But they were accusing him of some of the works of the devil. And he said, no, no. He said, I've come that they, you might have life and have it more abundantly. The devil, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy so if there's stealing, killing, and destruction involved, whose fault is that? 
the devil, not God. I have come that you might have life, he said, and that more abundantly or to the full. Jesus came to give us a life of blessings. But problem is, you have to know and believe this. In 1 John 4.16, John says, We have come to know and rely upon the love of God for us. Have you come to rely upon the love of God for you? Do you know that God loves you so much that you just rely, that you just, I'm thinking of John leaning on the Lord's bosom at dinner that night. You just rely upon the Lord's love for you, that you don't question or doubt it. Most of us haven't gotten to that place. And I'm telling you, that's what's hindering some of the receiving that we're trying to do from God. You see, if the devil can get you to believe some lies, then he will hinder the flow of provision to your life. This all starts with learning our spiritual identity. There's a huge identity crisis in the body of Christ, and we need to get to work fixing and repairing that. This new man, we need to find out who he is, what he's entitled to through the atonement, not based on his own works, but 1 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What's this mean? You say, well, I, you know, I still have some of the same problems I had before. I'm still, still ugly or, or fat. Or, it says all things have become new. Well, that's because God is a spirit, John 4.24. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You are a spirit. You have a soul, a mind, a will, a free will, and then a body, a vehicle. This is going to be exchanged for one that's imperishable. The spirit is already renewed. You have the very mind of Christ in that born-again spirit. In there, you know all things. You have an unction from the Holy Ghost. But this... This is the thing that's being saved. It's in the midst of being renewed. Our free will, our emotions, our computer that has been misprogrammed by the world. Except the little bit of truth that we know from the word, which is the only truth in this life. God wrote a book and you need to get to know it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Romans 12, Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, (laughs) which means, man, I'm begging you. I'm serious about this. I'm begging you. He says, by the mercies of God, based on how merciful and good God is, based on what he's done for you, I'm begging you that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Somebody who never did anything wrong, the King of kings and and Lord of lords came down and became like you and was treated terribly and died for you. What would be your reasonable response to that? He's like, get on board with the program here. Make your life a, a living sacrifice. The problem with living sacrifices is they tend to want to keep crawling down off the altar. Just crawl back up there if you find yourself in that situation. It's okay. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Now, here we go. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable. It's stages. Good and acceptable. And perfect will of God. He doesn't expect you to know it all at once. But you can know the will of God. His will is in His Word. No word, no will. But there's no real direction without the Word of God. It's not only that, but it has to be applied correctly. Which is another big fallacy and problem that we've endured in the church. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. That shows you right there. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that we're spirit, soul, and body, by the way, if you need a witness for that. But right here, Hebrews 4.12 says, The word is like a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing. It can even do this. In other words, if I was going to say that, if I can say this thing does this, it even does it on this. In other words, this is the hardest thing that it could possibly do. And it works on that. He says, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Why would he say that it's such a big deal to divide between the soul and the spirit? Because it's hard for us to tell. It's hard for us to tell the difference. We can't judge it on our own. We have to do that with this book. Amen. This book, we will, if, it is not for man to direct his own steps, is what Jeremiah said. It is not within man to direct his own steps. If we are left to our own devices, we will go so far off course so fast, it make your head swim. We're just not made for it. That's not who we are. We're not programmed that way. But the reprogramming that we need is here. This is the book on how to reprogram the computer. It's like these computers were held hostage by the enemy. ISIS or somebody had these, these computers of ours, and they programmed them with all this sick stuff. Go kill and do this and all the things that are opposed to God, which the devil wrote, right? And now we finally come to the knowledge of the truth, Jesus. And he says, okay, now you've got to undo all that. And here, here, you need this. You need this. This is what's going to do it. And I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to, you put this all in there. And then the Holy Spirit, he's going to remind you of everything that I've said. Hello? I just need one amen. I'll move on. If you belong to Jesus, you all have this mind of Christ. This is in you. It's in that spirit. And when we come into agreement, and when our minds come into agreement with this word, into agreement with the mind of Christ, then... God says, Amos 3, 3, says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? In other words, if you've ever done a sack race, you have to get it together, don't you? God says, how can you walk together with me unless you agree with me? I'm not going to change and become unholy. But you have to come into to agreement with me through my word, and then we can walk together. And then you delight in me. You learn to delight in me because I'm awesome. I'm, I'm awesome and you need to learn to agree with me. I've got wonderful things for you. And then I'll, once you come into agreement with me and you put your delight in me, then I'll put my desires in your heart and we'll have, we'll have your, your desires will be mine and we'll be on the same page and things are going to be wonderful and you're going to accomplish everything that I've written in my book of days for you to do. Otherwise, you'll be like so many other in the graveyard who never did one of the things that I wrote in my book for them to do in their life. They never spent a day in the will of God. And that, that happens. You know, it doesn't just happen naturally. God is not sovereign to that extent. He could be, but He's so holy and just that He holds Himself accountable to His own Word. He gave you free will. He's not going to interfere with it. He will protect your free will all the way to hell if you make Him. But when you get there, it will have been your choice and not His. It's His desire that everyone be saved. Everyone repent and come to know Him. Amen. Amen. Spend eternal life with Him, knowing Him. And He says, you can't even imagine the wonderful things I have in store for those who love Me. You can't even imagine. Listen, the things we're talking about here, you know who doesn't understand them? You, everything I've said today, you, every one of you get it. You see it. You have this unction. You have a knowing. That's the Holy Spirit. Agreeing, yeah, 
Tell me some more, like a little bird, you know, feed me this. This is good stuff. The world doesn't feel that way. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but we're called to be witnesses, not judges. Basically, you're picking on a cripple. Somebody who really needs what you have and they just don't know. They, it's foolishness. It's frustrating because they just, how can you even think what you think? But you know God now. You know Jesus and you know the truth and you want it so badly for them. Well, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying that God will send other workers into the harvest. Amen.